everyone. Welcome back to another episode of With Love Alexa. Today I have Joy Larkin. She is a life coach for narcissistic abuse. Today we're going to talk all things, how she got involved in that, um, and even some signs to point out. And I'm really excited to talk to her. Hey, Joy, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Alexa. Of course. Thank you for coming on. I love talking to people and I love hearing different um, people's stories. And it's just like all these different topics. It surrounds mental health and inner strength. So it's important to talk about. Yes, absolutely. I agree. So tell us, start, start with your journey, I guess, like how you, I assume you probably had some experience, unfortunately, with someone who was narcissistic um, to have been able to become a life coach or want to become a life coach to help others. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yes, absolutely. So um, when I was 17 years old, um, I moved to Los Angeles, California. I'm actually a native of Delaware. And um, when I moved to Los Angeles, I was living with my aunt, um, with whom she was a narcissist. I lived with her for five years. And while living with her, I met a guy um, online via Twitter, um, got to know him a little bit, started connecting with him. And it turns out he was a narcissist as well. And then um, I remember once I got separate from, you know, those two people in my life that were narcissists, I ended up meeting this other guy. He was actually a borderline, still kind of in the same, you know, I guess, personality, toxic person, um, was dealing with him for about four months. So that's kind of, you know, what led me on this journey of, you know, helping people with narcissistic abuse. So. I love that. And I mean, I don't love that for you, but like that you were <laughs> able to take your... <laughs> You're able to take your, your experiences and what you've learned and to help others, because there are probably so many people out there that deal with it. Yes. And it could even be people that are narcissists that maybe all of a sudden realize what they're doing and want help. I mean, that's okay too. Like, yes, absolutely. So what is some of the, like your best, what has been some of the best and hardest points of being a life coach? for this particular area? Um, I guess just really, you know, finding people that really want the help, I guess, or people that are just open to saying like, hey, you know, I, I've been hurt and I need help with this, you know, because I, I feel like a lot of people are, they feel ashamed, they feel embarrassed, mm-hmm. which is actually how I felt as well. Um, so just finding people that are just open enough to say, I want to, I need assistance with this and can you help? You know, um, that's really been the main thing, you know, for as far as like a challenge in regards to life coaching and helping people in regards to this. Cause it's not, like you said, it's not talked about. People don't discuss it. Exactly. And people feel weak if they're asking for help. Yes. Like getting out of a situation, they're afraid. Yes. So it's, you need people that are going to be there to help and are, aren't going to be judgmental. Yes. Exactly like who you are and what you're doing. Yes, absolutely. So what has been your journey from becoming, going out of these situations to becoming a life coach? Like what were some of the steps you've taken? Like if someone else maybe listening kind of wants to go on that same path. 
Yeah, so what I really did was I first I had to educate myself about, you know, what happened to me, um, did a lot of research online. I definitely seek support of others that, you know, went through what I did. Um, I definitely leaned on my friends and my family, the people that were trustworthy enough that I could share this with, um, you know, and I really just started to focus on myself. I started to focus on my responsibilities at hand you know, and I got a hobby. I started doing yoga a lot, which was highly recommended. Um, also, I'm starting to get, it's kind of random, but like massages were really great. Um, that kind of helped relax my mind and stuff like yeah. that. Also, um, you know, I really educated myself about, you know, self-love, self-esteem, and the mm -hmm. importance of having that self-value, my self-worth. Read a, a lot of books. Some of the books that I recommend is um, A New Earth, um, you can live your dreams by Les Brown, um, the seat of the soul. You can heal your life by Louise Hayes. Um, and so many more books. I really just started to like kind of dive deep into these, um, books and it really, really helped me also, um, educating myself on PTSD, childhood yeah. traumas, you know, learning to forgive myself, forgive my parents, also learning about cognitive dissonance as well. And then also, um, grieving, you know, mourning, um, you know, lost dreams and the things that I, I wanted with, you know, the relationships and the um, family yeah. that I had, grieving that, understanding that I could never have that with them, you know, and accepting it, you know, and then also um, giving myself that time to heal, not dating right away, yeah. um, just being by myself, understanding who Joy was, who I was as an individual, because mm -hmm. I, I didn't even know who I was. I felt like I was lost. I didn't, one, I didn't love myself. I didn't like myself at all. So just spending as much time with myself as I could to just get to know me. And so that way I could be ready for, you know, my next relationship. And so, yeah. I think that's amazing because I think if you weren't able to do all of that, you'd probably still be falling into that same trap. Absolutely. Because right. you're not going to know what you're looking for, or you're not going to know that there was something necessarily wrong with what you're looking for. Right. Absolutely. And it is a lot about self-love and self-care. I mean, that truly is what's so important. Yes, I agree. And it's very similar with like mental health in general, or like I've been learning to meditate and journal and like to yes. try and manifest like what I want in yes. a future. And I think that is so important um, as well. And it worked with, for you. Um, but I think you being able to share this and understand it yourself is really what is gonna help other people. Yes. Is sometimes, do you ever get that like little bit of like the nervousness, like when you're meeting someone new, like a new relationship, or at least were you for a while? Um, yes, I, I did because I was afraid to get hurt. You know, knowing what I went through before, I'm like, is this person going to do this again? You know, what should I expect? Should I open up? Should I just kind of, you know, um, just have fun, not really want a serious relationship because of what I went through previously. Um, but it's interesting now, I've definitely grown over the years and I um, learned that, you know, I can have what it is that I want, you know, manifestation, like how you mentioned, I definitely listen to um, uh, Abraham Hicks. I really love her a lot. Jake Doucet is really good. Mary Kate manifesting, but um, 
as far as relationships for me now, I'm actually talking to this um, really nice guy named Fonda. And um, we both are kind of like on the same path. And we both have dealt with very toxic, negative and unhealthy relationships. But um, now we found each other and we're just learning and we're growing and we're healing. But we also do, we recognize the past, but we don't dwell on it. But now it's just like we're moving forward and we're growing and still continue continuing to evolve as um spiritual beings so yeah well that's amazing and good for you (laughs) you. and being able to now find someone because of all the work you've done yes and can you tell can you tell our listeners a little bit about maybe signs like maybe they're dating someone or they have a family member that they maybe they're dealing with this and they just don't know it yet or they're not sure Yes, that's a great question. So um, a narcissist or some signs could be first to identify, you know, this person is very, they have a sense of entitlement. Um, They're very controlling, very manipulative kind of person. Um, They will feel a sense of superiority over others, you know, just because they're them, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, they feel like everyone is beneath them. They also will love bomb you in a relationship. Um, they do a lot of gaslighting. They give you silent treatment throughout the relationship, a lot of stonewalling. Um, they don't have empathy for others. They, they can't feel other people's feelings. They can't love. That's not, they think that's weak. Um, and they need a lot of attention, a lot of admiration constantly. They need that supply. And they have seen it's kind of weird because although, you know, we are victims and survivors, the ones that have gone through this, they play the victim. They have that victim mentality. Mm-hmm. They never want to grow. They never want to get better. They always want to just stay in the same place and they want you to remain in that same place as well. Because so, they probably don't think that there's anything wrong with them. Correct. You got it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I could probably it. tell they're probably a little on the charming side in the beginning. Yes, yes I can. Yeah, because they're like pulling you in. And yes. you're in and then all of a sudden just everything is it's too yep. late. They got you where they want you. You're not going anywhere because you think it's love. And yeah, then that's when they start to devalue, excuse me, devalue you, um, mistreat you, belittle you, demean you, um, make fun of you. And at that point, you know, um, they eventually discard you because I mean, no person is going to stay, you know, with all of that happening, they're going to be like, Hey, this is not right. I'm, I'm leaving, you know? And then, you know, once you leave, you know, they'll either have a new supply and then they may try to hoover you back in that, that cycle continues because they try to get you back. So they'll go through the whole love bombing, the devaluation the and the scar. It's just a continuous toxic cycle over and over and over again, but it's up to us victims and the survivors to be able to put a stop to it and say, hey, I deserve better and, you know, go and move on to someone better. Or that's yeah. what you want to do, because I yeah. understand <laughs> people, I have a lot of people that always tell me like, Joy, like, I don't want to date again. I'm, I'm done with men. I'm done with women. I don't want to do this. Um, and my thing is, I, I totally get that. But for me, I was just like, that would be me changing because when I originally was in the relationship with the narcissist, I didn't feel that way. But right. after I'm, I leave or, you know, everything that occurred, it's like, oh, I'm going to say I'm not dating anybody. But I wasn't like that before. So I'm not going to allow that the situation to change me. That's how narcissists become narcissists, because 
of whatever has happened to them, whether it's childhood traumas, they have a, a huge betrayal, whatever happens, mm-hmm. they allow that situation to change them. So that's how they become a narcissist because they're like, I'm never going to let anybody get close to me ever again. You know, nobody's, nobody's going to hurt me. I'm going to hurt them before they can hurt me. You know what I mean? So that's how they um, become narcissists. Have you ever had any clients that were maybe narcissists and you're in coming to you? Like maybe they finally realized, not that they probably do normally, but maybe on the off chance they did. Um, not as of yet. And it's funny, one of the videos <laughs> that I posted, I was saying that my channels, I help people that have been victims and survivors of narcissists, but I've never had a narcissist come to me and say, hey, I want to change. But I've had had, you know, um, they call them borderlines, which are kind of similar to narcissists. The only difference is that they can actually love and they have empathy, but Mm -hmm. they are very, they don't want to be abandoned. They don't want, they want to get you really attached to them so quickly. They still mistreat you, they still abuse you and all that kind of thing, but they could still love, but the narcissists, they have no love. Right. Nothing at all. So- yeah. And usually they're not going to come for help anyway. I just, no. because they don't realize it or they just don't think they're, yeah, they're, they're, they don't stink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, well, the narcs in my life never apologized to me. They never said, sorry, they meant what they did, you know, and they're not getting any help because in their mind, it's nothing wrong with them, you know, and I'm not right. going to say all narcs are like that. I mean, in just my experience, most of them are, but you do have some that are capable of change, not all, but just a very slim few. Now, those type of people, what usually happens is there's like a midlife crisis or something really, really, really happens that's bad. And they're like, okay, I, I got to stop being like this. I, I need change. I need help, you know? So, um, yeah. Well, this has been such a great conversation and I'm, I'm loving what you're saying. I think it is so important. Can you one thing I love to just ask, so yeah. when maybe, and this could help maybe someone that's told you this or your own experience, but when you're going through like these hard times, whether it's with a person who is a narc or trying to get out of it or just in general, how do you stay strong? Oh, that's a great question. How do I stay strong while in a situation like this is, you know, knowing that it's going to get better knowing that there's a better future for me out there. Um, I don't have to stay in this situation. Um, Just kind of think of ways that I could seek help, seek support. Um, And knowing that, you know, eventually I'm going to move on from this. You know, I'm going to be able to find a better situation, find a better person for me. So that way, you know, I don't have to stay in this. You know, this is not the end all be all. There's have hope. You know, have, there's a better future for me. Just having that in my mind, you know, because I, I, some people, they feel stuck to the narcissist or they feel stuck right. in a toxic family situation or dynamic, but you have to have a, a good mindset. You have to reach out to people that have gone through what you've gone, to, gone through. Because one of the things that I will say, though, during my recovery, I did do counseling, but the person that I got the support from, she didn't know what it was like to be with a narcissist. So it didn't really help me. Right. I mean, it was good to have someone to hear me out, to like hear me speak about everything and get it out. But it didn't really help me because she didn't really know what it felt like to be with a narcissist, you know? So I would always say is if you've 
if you're dealing with a narcissist or you've dealt with one and you want to seek support, reach out to someone that's been through what you've gone through because they can help validate you, help you understand what you went through and help you to be able to take those actions and take those steps so that way you can move on and you know, get into a better situation or just whatever goal you have, they can help you with that because they, they've been there, they've done that and they can help you as well. So that's, that's a great response because <laughs> a lot of people do say that counseling is everything and it is, but at the same time, sometimes you need some more support from somebody that's experienced what you're experiencing. Yes. Because they might learn like in school, like while they're getting their degree, they'll know like maybe signs or certain things, but it's very different. Just like I'm someone with chronic pain. So for me, I like to talk to people that have had issues with chronic pain as well. It helps because you're, you're, that's when you realize you're not alone. Mm. Yeah, that's true. So, well, thank you so much for coming on today. And can you let my listeners know maybe like where they can find you? Yes, absolutely. And thank you for having me. Um, so yes, you can find me on all social media. So that would be on um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at Live Narc Free. And also my website is um, livenarcfree.com. So. Okay. And then we'll be in the description um, when the episode comes out. So thanks guys um, for listening. And thank you, Joy, for today. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. This was another episode of With Love Alexa. Bye, guys.